Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Alan Guerin. We recorded this on Monday in my home in Portland, Oregon. Before we get started, I want to recommend that you sign up for Earful of Fiddle if you can get to Michigan by June 19th. This isn't an ad. I'm just teaching banjo there, and I'd love to hang out and play music with you for a week. That's all. Earfulofiddle.com. Hope to see you there. Just a quick reminder that Get Up in the Cool is listener-funded over at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. One of the Patreon rewards is the weekly bonus track where we play an extra tune or song every week. That's 20% more music per episode, if my math is correct. Plus, you get to support a show that some people think is culturally significant, that's free to listen to, but super not free to make. What a deal. This week, I included it after the outro because it was a banger, and I want you to consider signing up or upping your current pledge. That's patreon.com slash getupinthecool. Link in the show notes. All right, enough business. Here's my interview in jam with Alan Guerin. Enjoy. Welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Greetings. Good morning or afternoon or whatever it is. Whatever it is. <laughs> uh, you're like, I'll do the show just as long as it's not in the morning. And I said, is one o'clock okay? And you said, as long as there's coffee. That's right. <laughs> Some night owl. Uh, yeah. We, we're, uh, I just had Scott on last mm-hmm. week, and uh, he, he mentioned you as saying, uh, saying that at the Hostel Jam, Alan shows up late, and then we go late. <laughs> That's when the party really starts, is when Alan shows up. Oh, sometimes. But I, I show up, it varies. I'm trying to get in there earlier just because I need to play more. Yeah. Just to be there playing, because I don't play that often. Uh, so it, that is often the only time I play during the week is just mm. at that session. So mm. uh, Going earlier is good for me. Yeah. I met you i i believe uh when i was when i went to the portland old-time gathering for the first time which i think was in 2017 mm-hmm. that's about right a long time ago uh, i wasn't living in portland at the time i was raised here but mm-hmm. uh, i was living in philly and uh i was experiencing an immense amount of social anxiety at the gathering because the old-time music culture of the West coast felt very different to me than the East coast. And I was like, it seems like there's like a lot of cool kids here. (laughs) And I was like, you know, I was getting in my head about it. And, um, you and I, I think we're at the same after party and you offered to drive me home all the way across town. I think I was 
all the way up in St. John's, which sometimes you're there, sometimes you're somewhere else. You went out of your way uh, at the time. Yeah, I don't think we were in St. John's. I think we were probably in Northeast or something. Yeah. Maybe uh, at Rachel's house or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a very small moment, but I remember it being very like, okay, here is a, a, a little bit of hospitality and generosity, and this is making me feel like I belong. And I feel like it, it gave me the little push that I needed to get through <laughs> my own brain <laughs> or whatever actual obstacles there yeah. were. To... Well, people are people. And then sometimes it can feel that way as you were describing it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so you were probably not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, people are people. And it, is this, is the issue now that I'm one of those people or that someone else is one of those people? <laughs> it's usually a bit of both. Yeah, often true. Yeah. 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 Well, how long have you been in Portland? I've been in Portland since 1980. I came to Portland because he hired me. Who hired you? Robert. Across the street? Yeah. You know this person? Is that Robert? I uh, think. Who? Uh, Robert Rogers? Um, I, I, that may be the one. Or maybe the next The door. one neighbor that I haven't met yet. Um, yeah. But. You know this street. and Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, very good. Hired you to do what? Uh, I came up here to be the radio, the chief engineer for KBU Radio. For KBU? Right. Amazing. Great. How long were you the chief For six years. For six years. Six and a half years. Yeah. KBU is one of, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the, the state of radio, but my under my understanding is that it's like bleak and that KBU is like one of the few bright spots. Well, yeah, radio is is has basically become passe but the internet because yeah. you've got all these other sources of, of things, etc. Did you get yourself caught? Oh no. <laughs> Here, let me do that. There you go. And um so yeah, radio is and but from when I started working in radio, uh, I became very bleak. Uh when I first started working in radio, I worked for people. Uh, you could not own all over. You could only own seven AM, seven FM, and seven TV stations anywhere yeah. in the U.S. Huh. That's all anybody could own. Yeah. No big corporate ownerships. Not allowed. Sounds good. It was good. Sounds ideal. Yeah. Uh, and then Reagan came in and and they changed it up to twenty one. Okay. And the, then the consolidation started following that, and then uh, Clinton came in and changed it to. Uh, uh, you have, you couldn't have over 50%. Okay. So that means you could have three owners in a, in a, in a, in a uh, region, in a topology. You know, so, yeah. so now Portland has basically three owners of all the radio stations. Oh my God. As opposed to people. Yeah. That's, I started working for, I mean, uh, so I just, I just got out of that. Yeah. I just, so when you said you worked for people when you started, you mean like people that you could chick hands with and make eye contact with and now yeah. that's no longer oh well, well it's now it's a big corporation yeah you know uh that's a large part of of uh portland radio is i, I don't you know I, I have not paid attention in the last one quite a while uh and so it's changed the hands a few times it used to be clear channel wanted a bunch but they sold out to somebody else so yeah. uh i'm not sure who what the actual names are this today but yeah. there's like Two or three owners of, uh, and there's only one station that was uh, that was owned by a single individual person. Of course, that single individual person was Paul Allen. I don't know Paul Allen. Uh, he has uh, his partner Bill Gates. Oh, very good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's an individual, sorta. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It's unlike uh, by an individual name like Elon Musk. Yeah. Right, right. He's not a, he's not people in the conventional sense. <laughs> no, yeah. So anyway, so I started working in uh, the uh, uh, directly into the music industry and, and building studios and supporting the music industry directly, working for people again. Yeah, interesting. Which okay, I've been doing for the last bunch of years. So I'm imagining you working for radio and at a time when it was more community oriented. Well, what I started with was was public radio and community radio. Yeah. So yeah, that was of course is that's still the same in that. Yeah. But uh, the rest of the radio 
spectrum of the dial is just all just rah, 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 rah. and you're an old time musician which yeah. is as far as I know one of the most communal musics yeah as far as I know it's yeah. up there it's it's well for a rock in, in the US yeah 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 because it's it's a traditional uh, form from this country of, of people playing music as folk music and uh, it's like I work in the music industry but I do not make money from playing music Sure, because you were... Music, playing music to me, for me, is for fun. Yeah. Because what you build recording studios, in that's what you do. Yeah, and that's for rock and roll primarily. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Or indie pop or whatever. I mean, a client base is like uh, Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Decemberist, uh, Built a Spill. Uh, yeah, blah blah blah. You know, of course, it's all mostly stuff from around here, of course, because that's where we are. Sure. Um, yeah. The Dandy Warhols. Uh, yeah, from cool. Reaching back, those are all clients. Um, and you know, which is you know, and the only reason I know any of them is because I've worked at their clients. Yeah. Now, otherwise, I wouldn't know any of that. Sure. Music. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I'm curious about. It seems it seems like the opposite of some of that music that you're describing in a lot of ways. Uh, yes and no. Some of it, speak I mean, on that. Well, I mean, for instance, when uh, I was working in a studio, finishing it up and getting it ready for their first uh, gig in that big in the studio, uh, was with Built to Spill, Doug Marsh, and uh, I had my stack of CDs there that I'd been listening to the the, the week, you know, and. And uh, Doug starts leafing through them. He's going, wow, yeah, it's great. Oh, no, this is great. You know, yeah. He knew half the titles. Yeah, interesting. You know, and it's yeah. just like, you know, no, there's, a, there's there among certain, you know, certain people, you know, in bands and such. Yeah, there's a very narrow window of, of knowledge. But other ones, no, they know a lot. Yeah. Uh, huh. Decemberist, a huge span of knowledge in the, in the people who play with them. Yeah, it seems like they like to play with a lot of different folk traditions yeah, they or come appropriated, out of it. if you will. Or they uh, come out of it. Yeah. It's, it's an honest, like, okay, yeah. you know, Jenny is, uh, you know, she comes out of all these things, you yeah. know, huh. and, and, and such. So it's to them, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, they're going over and finding this. No, they already have it. Interesting. Cool. Well, I love um, having my notions eroded. Thank you. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like, at least in terms of your professional life, you're trying to dial everything in. Oh, yeah. And but it's, my life there is to make it work for them. I'm, I'm creating a tool for the engineer to use to do his work. Yeah. Which is to capture the music of this, these people playing music in a pop and, uh, environment. And I, would, and I would imagine a part of that is having just like absolute control over the way that the sound is in yeah. every corner so, of the room. It, it, yeah. I, yeah, that's part a piece of it. And, and having a palette yeah. to choose from. And and I would imagine that having playing old time music for fun would could be like a nice uh way to use the other part of your brain. Yeah. Because it's I mean that's ain't no like, electrons here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to program this thing. Right. Yeah, it's a, a delightfully messy you'll i've seen you play this in all sorts of different situations happily it seems like you don't particularly care and like maybe maybe that's maybe that's partially uh like this is a a nice break from the kind of yeah. turning it on mm -hmm. that you have to do in your yeah. professional well, this life is, this is uh, this is the turning it on in a different sense yeah yeah <laughs> more of my creative sense personal creative sense Ooh. Although I, I do get some of that in the, my other work too, because I do, in terms of voicing and and and, and such the of, uh, equipment that I do and and such, so there was there was a bit of that. Less so now. Everybody, nobody, yeah, never. Let's not go there. <laughs> it's a whole. Let's not go there. there. Sure, I will. I will defer to you. I'm interested in whatever you think is interesting. Uh, Music. Yeah. <laughs> Should we play another tune? Sure. Uh, so that was the poly put the kettle on that yeah. you play. Right. Yeah. It, uh, and it's probably got a mix of lots of different folks. Yeah. In it. Polly's. Yeah. Well, and, and as I was saying, I, you know, I played, uh, dances for 20 years, square dances for 20 years. So you don't, I mean, playing the same thing note for note the same way at the same time yeah. is not interesting. Yeah. 
Of course. And so it's to me, it's it's like there's a framework for the tune. Yeah. And then what goes on top of that is how you're playing it at the moment. And if you listen to a lot of great old fiddlers, that's how it works. I love I love it. Let's let's talk more about that uh, after whatever it is we're doing next. Uh yeah. Uh, see, we're in D right now. So, so I'm I'm just in standard G, and I'll oh, just change okay. my oh, you're fifth in G. string. Okay. So, um, well, I, I play. I'll uh, play that's whatever. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I got it when you said that. Yeah, great. <laughs> I've, uh, I used to play with a guy, a banjo player that. Uh, he tuned out Open G, and, and yeah. uh, we'd just play, you know, all sorts of, you know, yeah. uh, uh, different sets, you know, uh, yeah. together. I'll tune up for A, but that other than that, I'm good to go. Okay. And all we right. can go up to A if you want, but it'll take uh-huh. me uh, Lake County Two-Step. Um, I think I've played this before. I mean, yeah. Free and East of Barn Dance. Very good. It's a great tune, yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love that. It's because the f- and the first part and the second part they just it's just like yeah. just totally different. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. they just fit together great. And they have that da 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 dee da. That's it's such a lovely sigh <laughs> in the tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't think I knew that that was Freeney's Barn Dance Band. I I always thought that they were a one hit wonder with their Sullivan's Hollow. Oh no, there, there's several good tunes that they've got. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, all those that, that all that Mississippi stuff. There's, there's some great stuff there. When did you start playing the fiddle? '76. Uh, '76. Why? Uh, why not? <laughs> it's, great, that's a long answer. Um, there's a lot of reasons why not. Well, it's hard. It's hard. It sounds bad <laughs> for know, a long time. Yeah, only to other it people. It hurts your body. <laughs> only to other people. I um, I. Started, you know, the, the music, listening to the music at the time, 
and what I was hearing, and there was a fair amount of uh, acoustic instrument, instrumentation in the music and, and listening to it, and, and uh, some of the uh, bluegrass tones and notes and, and sure. themes, uh, you know, in, in the mid seventies, and uh, just and then uh, I got my my housemate said, "Hey, Alan, you want to go to a, a square dance at, at at a church?" Tonight? Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> okay. hey, Al- well, next well, month. Hey, Alan, do you want to go to square dance at a church tonight? No. <laughs> uh, the third month, I say, yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's go. Was, yeah. it, was it both both aspects of the, the proposition? Yes. That were <laughs> yeah. not ideal for you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, uh, this does not sound like this <laughs> yeah. is what I want to be doing. Um, as a... As a uh, do you, you want know, to go to for, a rave at the dentist? <laughs> a first-year grad student, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, I got there, and it was like, oh, one, it was a universal, universal, uh, a Unitarian church. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's way better. And then it was uh, good old-time music. Yeah. Uh, Balkatafish and uh, Sid Smith, uh, Jeff Hino, and Clyde Curley. Where yeah. where was this? In Corvallis. In Corvallis, okay. Yeah. So you came up from Corvallis to here. To yeah. here. Yeah. Were you going to OSU at the time? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, I was working on my my uh, graduate degree. Gotcha. Yeah. At Oregon State. Um, and uh, so uh, I was like, oh, this music's great. So I started going to the dances and which were happening and uh, having a fun time and. Having a fun time at church. Yes, yeah. it, it, yeah, it happened to be. It happened to be at Have, a church, yeah. as I found out, you know, as it became apparent to me later. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then uh, I started uh, learning how to clog, and uh, worked and uh, learned how to clog and. I feel like you buried the lead. I didn't know that you clogged. We could have set up this interview very differently. Well, did you bring your board? Uh, no, I have uh, no, and I have an ankle injury right now. Anyway, okay. so we ain't clogging today. Let, let me know when you're good, and we'll do a whole clogging episode. Yeah, I this... haven't done that in okay. eons. Um, and uh, and so I hung out with those guys, and and uh, and and then I started uh, got an instrument. I started learning how to play the fiddle and took some lessons from uh, somebody and got the basics down and started learning. And then my parents, my mom reminded me that when I was in younger in uh, uh, later on in middle school and, and uh, junior high school that I wanted to play the fiddle, the violin. Oh. And I had completely forgotten that. And I had just naturally gone back to that same place yeah you put a pin on in that for yeah in the back of my brain yeah years or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so then eventually i came around to it and uh got a got an instrument and started playing yeah was was your interest at the time what what was appealing to you was it just the 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 sound of the fiddle itself or was it the sort of built-in community of musicians. I don't know what it necessarily looked like in Corvallis at the time other than the square dance. Uh, what was appealing to you? Oh, there was a very solid community of musicians there then. Yeah. Um, it was, I just, the music. Uh, I just loved the music. And then I then I liked the community as well. Okay. Um, a little column but, uh, Yeah, no, the music was just like, it just spoke to me. And it was just like, oh yeah, this is great. Was fiddle your first instrument? I. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I played the trombone in high school. Okay, great. So nothing with stops. Right. But there's, I guess, some similarities in terms of, like, tuning your ear, the intonation right. Nothing aspects. with stops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are no, there are only uh, four discrete notes on a fiddle. Sure. <laughs> there's uh, one discrete note on a trombone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, and the harmonics of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm for sure. Um yeah, so yeah, so that was similar in that aspect. Yeah. When you moved to Portland mm-hmm. um, to start working for KBU, um, what was the old time music scene like 
in the 80s here. I'm only I, I've been trying to like fill out the history of old time Portland right. uh, on this show. So and for my for my own purposes because I want to know, but mostly it's been 2000 on. Right, is what I've covered. Oh, that's new. And I have <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to know what was going on in the uh, 80s. Well, there was there was there were people playing music, of course. Uh, I, it it becomes you know I get mixed up about what who was where what when you know fine. Um, and, uh, Feel free to spread misinformation on, yeah. on the show. I do uh, it all fake the time. Floor, fake floor, yeah. as we call it. Yeah. Um, Old and time uh, yeah, uh, Tolly, uh, Tolly was here. Tolly She's now in North Carolina, um, and uh, hangs out with uh, you know, um, oh, um, Rich, um, the blind fiddler. Um, Name's not coming to me. Sorry. Yeah, I might recognize very, the last very name. Good if I uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his last name. Um, anyway, uh, were there uh, jams com- and dances happening here? At the uh, time, not. Tali was. Tali started a. She'd been dancing with us. She came from Corvallis as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she came up here with with uh, Paul, her husband, and uh, they were. They started a uh, uh, clogging troupe and uh they started putting on uh, monthly square dances uh there were other people who had started uh, a contra dance around around that same time so both of those things were going on uh and there's uh it's portland so there's always been a fair amount not always but around that time it's it, actually just shortly before that time a lot of pretty good irish music in this town yeah because uh, that's in the late 70s is when kevin and miho moved here and uh, which you know helped boost up Irish music in this town quite a bit but even then there was there was music uh, English and Irish music before that going on Mm. Um, and uh, who else is around oh there's just Dale Russ uh, Nick Voorhees uh, on, on whistle and flute uh, for Irish, uh, oh God, I can't remember back then. Uh, and then there was just a whole bunch of us that just came out and played. Uh, came out, came out to where? Oh, played for the cloggers. Played for the cloggers. Yeah. So and the monthly know, so square the, dance. Uh, yeah. And sometimes, well, the monthly square dance was usually a, some sort of organized band. Right. As opposed to in Corvallis where we had the monthly square dance was usually, it was an all comers, okay. uh, including the caller. And, oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, we just rent, rented the uh, uh, the the, um, the Grange Hall, uh, Riverside Grange, and, and uh, put out the word to be a dance tonight. And people would show up, and it would just be a huge band, and uh, you know, and, and two or three caller callers share the evening and and split it all up, so we all get a chance to play, dance, and and uh, call, and uh, you know. So that was that was all fun, and uh, yeah, I started a dance there, and uh, then I started a dance there later on, uh, down there, uh, monthly dance in town in a uh, bringing bands in from like you know, around in Seattle and et cetera, and uh, and uh, I'm assuming that one's still going on down there, huh. um, and uh, yeah, who uh, I I forget. Yeah, it, I, it's interesting. It seems like most of the music making went hand in hand with facilitating dancing. And I'm not yeah. hearing you describing a lot of just people sitting in kitchens and or or in bars and playing just for the sake of playing. Not in bars. There's not a lot of space for that. Sure. Um, especially in Corvallis, especially because there, at that point in time, there was not many bars. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, and there certainly were no se- there were no sessions in bars. Yeah. It was the old days when uh, the OLCC kept the uh, number of bars in the college town down. Yeah. So those busy bodies. <laughs> you know that that just there wasn't that. Yeah. Uh, you know there were a few uh, people played and uh, might play a little bit in uh, in a restaurant or a coffee house or something, yeah. but uh, not a lot of that either. Yeah. So when when you moved up to Portland, um, I mean, there's a 
it seems like there's a big chunk of time between the eighties and whenever Foghorn started doing their thing here in, you know, in the early two thousands. Uh, mm. and it sounds like dance culture facilitating clogging and square dancing was a lot of, there was, yeah, there was in terms of the public stuff. Did. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then, and then up here, then eventually we had up in Portland, then we started having more, uh, sessions that there were, became sessions at, at bars and such that we just, uh, I mean, it's the Lucky Labrador. Oh, yeah. Like this one? Or I guess there's more. Multiple. No, the original uh, on uh, Morrison. Okay, very good. Um, uh, the Dirty Dog, as we used to call it. That's great. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we used to get there, go there and, and play. That's where I first met uh, uh, that kid that, who became Sammy. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I was at, there with, with Clyde and, uh, and Greg Clark and myself and uh taylor grover and uh uh a few other people and taylor said and we had this new kid showed up playing banjo and guitar um he says who's who's, what's his name i said i'm terrible you know i I think it's sammy (laughs) and of course it wasn't it's steven but uh but that's that's actually that's how Sammy got his name. You misnaming him? Yeah. Interesting. I, yeah, and then and then Taylor not dropping it. Amazing. <laughs> that's I had no idea. Yeah. That's a household name here. <laughs> so yeah, interesting. It's what happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember his name, and I yeah. told him the wrong one, and then he just for whatever reason he just kept calling him Sammy. Yeah. Uh, so it was Taylor that made it, but it was me that originated it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we used to play there and then, and, uh, then moved to a couple different places. We got tired of the, we got tired of that place for a variety of reasons and then moved here and there. We moved over to, and eventually moved over to Beulah land and, uh, on, uh, 28th and near, uh, Burnside and had sessions there. And, uh, that was, that was pretty much, that was the, probably the progenitor of Hoghorn. Yeah. Uh, cause that was all the boys and, uh, and then Josh and myself and, uh, Dave Pugh, uh, and probably a couple other people and Greg Clark would come in, uh, and a few other folks and we played with, uh, at, uh, Beulah Land, and well, I don't. It may or may not be there. It was a small bar, but uh, the, at the time, the owner liked us, and they had staff that liked old time music. And then later, we left there because we got staff that didn't like old time music. Sure. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, but then uh, that's that's where uh, Foghorn sort of gelled up together. Huh. Interesting. At Beulah Land. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's play another tune, and then I want to ask you about. You were talking earlier about your conception of what a tune is, and I I always want to nerd out about <laughs> that kind of stuff. But first, let's play another tune. All right, shall we go to A? Yeah, let's go to A. Okay. What are we playing in A? Well, let's play "Cat on a Leash." This is actually a newer tune, uh, written by a gal from uh, in Colorado, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, that over that neck of the woods. I can't remember who if you want to find out. Go look at the Portland collection. It's, it's oh, it's annotated in, the, okay, in there. Great.
it feels like a newly composed tune that is firmly in the idiom. Yeah. But it's yeah. just like, this sounds like just an old time tune, but there are these little things and it it's like, this feels new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, hard to but put it, it But it's it. totally there. Yeah. It's totally, oh, it's a great old tune. Yeah. It's new. So what? Yeah. <laughs> it's an old tune. So this is a composed tune, and then this is a tune that is written down. Yeah. And, and you were talking about earlier your idea about... Not that I've ever seen it written down. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm curious, uh, how far do you think that your uh, version of this tune has meandered away from the tune? Well, album? I learned it at Weezer. Um, it's, this tune actually has... Uh, its name is Cat on a Leash. Yeah. Uh, today, anyway, uh, I learned it at Weezer, or I remembered it from Weezer, and and I remembered it after I got home, and I tried to find out what it was, and nobody, everybody I talked to said, I don't know, I don't yeah. know, what I do, <laughs> and I, but I heard it, it stuck, and uh, and uh, there it is, and then. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, several years later, I've, and I've been playing it ever since. And we we played it for a while um, in the my band, uh, and uh, Clyde learned and Clyde gave it a name of Billy Church Memorial Breakdown. Great, uh, which <laughs> has a whole other long story. Which you, if you ever get with Clyde, ask him about that. Okay, great. <laughs> um, and he'll not want to answer, but okay. that's all right. <laughs> So anyway, too hot for podcasts. <clears throat> no, it's just, it's just, it's just a bizarre, weird, just sort of nothing story. But anyway, so I was at back at Weezer a bunch of years later, after knowing it was uh, getting some correction on on it and everything in terms of what it was, etc. But not how to play it, but what it was with me. And uh, do you know Ellen uh, Rosen? Rosenbaum. Oh, um, guitar player. I don't think so. Uh, she's one of the people behind Chroma. Uh, anyway, so Ellen comes has come over many times over to Weezer, and I love playing with Ellen. And uh, she knows this person that wrote it. And uh, the Colorado connection. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, probably lives down the street. You know, or yeah. at least 20, 50 miles away. You know, um, and, and we were playing. And I said, "Now, Ellen, how does that?" She says, no, you got it. You know, that's oh, it. Oh, great. <laughs> cool. So, so that's that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the only reason that, in fact, the... Back to Clyde, uh, is that Clyde and George and Sue Songer uh, put together the Portland Collection books. And uh, they put the, this one in there. Um, and uh, so that... And then that's how we found out that it was written recently and got the connection and the background because in doing all the the, his, the, uh, the legal research for all the tunes yeah. that were published yeah. is when it came up and it got a name, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Is the Portland collection, is that more of a Contra collection? Ooh, it crosses over because crosses, okay. a lot of the tunes that, because I played, uh, Clyde was in my band and it was part of, of the, uh, putting this thing together. So a lot of tunes that I brought to him and he, and he brought to me, et cetera. Right. Clyde, and Clyde plays contrary in old time at Square Dance as well, both. He's at the first Square Dance I play, went to, mm. ever went to. Um, the, the, at the church. Yeah, at the yeah. church, yeah. Um, and then he was in my band years, years and years later, uh, Rose City Aces. And, uh, and uh, you know, so it starts, it weaves back and forth and around. And, uh, and that's a great contra tune yeah. as you can feel, you know, you can feel it has it. a lift. Yeah. It has, it. Yeah. And as opposed it, but, to a drive, which is yeah. the way that I usually think about. Yeah. That would be distinction. pretty, not pretty be, good. Not to be reductive. No, but it's, it's pretty true. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why stereotypes are stereotypes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> At least in this, in this case. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so, uh, so Clyde spans all those things. And uh, so there's I there's a bunch of tunes that I played that are in there because yeah. it's, we played together. Yeah, those are the ones that you exposed him to, and, it's, it's and a, he yeah. compiled it. So yeah. therefore, yeah, right, right, interesting. He and Sue compiled it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll need to get a copy of that at some point. 
look through those. Yeah, Clyde's up yeah. in Bellingham these days. Oh, okay, good. Good to know. Next time I'm up there, maybe I'll have to see if he wants to be on the show. Yeah, ask you him, should. Ask him on record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in all of your experience playing the fiddle for dances, facilitating movement. Because I do think of this music as dance music, period. Great. Pr- primarily. Yeah. Because that's a good point, to, a good time to bring that into there. Yes, yeah, yeah, speak on that and how... Well, that that is it. It's dance music. Yeah. How does that inform your playing uh, specifically? As someone who... This is definitively dance music. How is that... Well, because... And for me, because yeah. I, I've... I love to dance. So it informs my music because I feel the dance movement, but in, in my body and it, when I'm playing as well. Yeah. And, and, and you know, in the feeling of the dance. Hmm. So uh, it, it, that's, I'd, I'd say that would be the, for me, the best way, whether it be a waltz or a, a reel or whatever, because I'd love to dance. There's a reason my my uh, professional name uh, for my company is Waltzing Bear Waltzing Audio. Bear, very good. Yeah. Cool. I I don't think I've ever actually seen you dance before. Well, I was. I didn't do a lot of that dancing in the last bunch of years. Yeah. There's been <laughs> something some about obstacles. chronic heart failure. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I, I mean, I, that would explain it. Between yeah. that and uh, yeah, that and COVID. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, before you, COVID, yeah. because I was coming down with it and it was just getting a lot of I didn't know why yet but uh, uh, I was just it was just getting a lot of work to dance yeah but it sounds like even before you had to stop um, dancing in the traditional sense you had a sense of dancing with your instrument yeah do you know Nick Garris the like a uh, um, not by name percussive dancer uh, he likes to call instrumentalists um, what, what does he say? I'm going to butcher this. He says da- dancers with instruments or something like that. He's like, yeah, you're a dancer. Yeah. You just have an instrument. It sounds yeah. like you are already thinking in those terms. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, it's just like some people, the way they play certain so- uh, songs for particular, you can, you can tell that there there's lyric, there's a lyric driving it. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. Interesting. You know, is it, is it the lyric or in this case, I'm, I'm very rhythmic. Uh, and, uh, you know, cause I've played hours and hours and hours of, of dances and you just got to drive them, you know, and, and lift them up and keep them, you know, keep them hot. Yeah. You know, cause that's your job. That's what we're here for. Drive them, lift them up and keep them hot. Yeah. That's the job yeah. description. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, but when you're playing like in the, uh, for whatever, sitting around playing, uh, songs or something—it's—it's it's often more you, you start thinking of the lyric in your head to define the music. Yeah, you're kind of flirting with the like—is it a—is it an art or a craft almost? Like, like what is the func- what is the yeah. function of the? What's the difference? I mean, yeah, you know. sure. That's a great. <laughs> it's a false dichotomy as a as a well, they well thought experiment. Well, I mean, I've. My wife has been involved with the, or was involved with the Oregon College of Art and Craft for many years and taught there for many years. Yeah. So I have been exposed to this argument many yeah. times and I, and in quite detail, more than I care about. Yeah. <laughs> so, but there, it's a, it's a continuum. Sure. Yeah. There's craft and art and art and craft. Yeah. And you're, you're thinking about like what the fiddling is doing in different settings and mm-hmm. That is informing the way that, that you play. But maybe your favorite way to play is, regardless of whether there are people dancing, right? you want to play in a way that will facilitate dancing. Yeah, movement. Even right yeah. now, I mean, yeah. also your, your dog is moving around the most of the two of us. <laughs> but, uh, um, I feel like we're at a square mm-hmm. dance. Yeah. And Good. how does that inform your uh, the way that you conceive a tune? Conceive of a tune. Depends what you mean. I conceive of. I guess uh, that's not. What is your what What is your concept of a tune, or how to transmit a tune? Because you were talking earlier about you know Polly put the kettle on, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that was on record. (laughs) Um, And uh, how you're like, I'm not exactly sure 
how I play this or where it comes from, but this is the way that I play it, and that's because it fits these. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's not so much I'm not exactly sure how I play it as much as that, particularly a tune like Polypetalon, it is, to me, that is, it, it, it is a tune, that, and there's different ones, different ways. It is a very reductive tune. It has a very spare framework. Okay. What, that what, is really open for playing around on. Oh, <laughs> so it's jumped into my lap. What are the uh, what are the anchors in that tune then for you? What are the things that like you need to hit in order to make it that tune? And then it. But see, uh, it varies. Yeah, uh, staying staying within the melody, but not necess- and, and being rhythmic, but you. You know, it's, I I tend to throw a lot of syncopation in at times on tunes like that one, uh, and uh, you know, and it very you know, or or I'll, or I'll, on other tunes I'll draw things out and just slur across something. Sure. Uh, and, you know, it varies depending on the tune, partially depending on the tune. Yeah. Because like uh, the the Freenies, uh Lee County Two Step, that's uh, you know, in that second part, it's just it's got some. Other things that just happen with your with the bow and the, and the fingering that uh, that you know wouldn't wouldn't happen elsewhere in a tune. Sure, yeah. interesting. And it depend also depends on how many people I'm playing with. Okay. Because like in, in with Clyde and in the Rosity Aces, it was five, uh, it was two fiddles, guitar, banjo, and guitar and banjo. So we had two fiddles. Yeah. How do you play differently when there's well, I, sometimes, well, sometimes you play in unison. Sometimes you, uh, I'm, I'm just hitting, just obviously playing grit, uh, grit rhythm. Yeah. You know, just, you know. Yeah, very good. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, just grit rhythm. Uh, and in, in the context of that tune, you know, just a uh, drive. Yeah. You just work on drive. You have a, you have a very, um, lovely and distinctive I would almost describe it as a bite and it's a rhythmic biting when you play um, that's like is really easy to just like lock into uh, and I would imagine maybe that's uh, it's part of it uh, yeah, an it's an intentional thing the, that's a function it's yeah. the dance yeah mm-hmm. yeah what do you want to play for our I think we're up to four this would be four four and then uh We'll have time for one more. Okay. Uh, I was thinking that since we're in A, let's... You want to try uh, Jenny? Um, uh, Jenny on the Railroad? Oh, I was like, which Jenny tune are we going to play? <laughs> Everybody plays it slightly differently, yeah. you know, depending on who they learned it from, etc. Um, so, yeah. I like it from uh, uh, Ron Andrico.
turned that into a runaway <laughs> train. Oh, it often, it often ends up there yeah. anyway. It's a train. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. What a cool tune. Yeah. Well, we have time for one more tune. And before we go, will you remind me the name of your of your old-time band? And are there any recordings no. available? No. no. It's just all in the ether. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're a dance band. We just played at the dances. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure there's... I know that some people may have some recording somewhere here or there, but um, I don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> well, write in, <laughs> anyone, <laughs> and, and we'll link it. Yeah, I'm sure Woody, I know Woody's got some, so. Mm. Well, I mean, in, in a way, that's like even more exciting because it would be like there are source recordings of your Portland <laughs> dance band. I would love to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. what do you want to do for the last two? Oh. Bibb County Hoedown. Yeah, I don't know that one. It's either Stripling Brothers or Seven Foot Deli. Thanks so much again for doing this, Alan. Sure, no yeah. problem. This has been great. Play music? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you ready to bust down on Bibb County Hoedown? Thank you. 
Just keep breathing. How do you under tune with the circle? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's always Stick around until after the outro for this week's bonus track. To get access to the secret bonus track podcast, sign up to support Get Up In The Cool for $5 an episode at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. That link is in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. You can support Get Up In The Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. Order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up In The Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional claw hammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.